Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You are now listening to... Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. Happy December to all of you. I am Alex Shane here breaking down Patriots bills and all things that happened this past week in the NFL. My good buddy, Rich Hill. Rich, how are you? Uh, this season's over. No, <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. I don't know about you. Uh, I, I was just watching Tom Brady mount a 16 to three comeback against the Saints in the final eight minutes of the game. And uh, basically, Tom Brady just threw out the entire offensive playbook because their offensive play calling is atrocious down in Tampa. And they are now six and six. They're leading their division, you know, same record as the Patriots. And I wasn't necessarily nostalgic for Tom Brady to return. But it definitely left me feeling that uh, I don't wish that the Patriots would just throw out any playbook from Matt Patricia. And I, I feel like it would be an improvement. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'm sure you saw the the news over this past week, how Belichick was asked about changing the offense. And he's just like, it's too late, basically, for that now. <laughs> we're in we're in it to win it or we're in <sighs> it to just limp to the end. Um, I don't know the season's over at this point, but it's it's on life support for sure. The good news is. With the exception of the Bengals-Chiefs game, most of the NFL kind of fell in New England's favor from a playoff perspective. You know, the Chargers lost to the Raiders, the Dolphins lost to the Dolphins, uh, the 49ers, excuse me, the Vikings beat the Jets. So a lot of things went well for the Patriots in terms of kind of playoff seeding, but they couldn't score any points, shocker. Uh, their lone good offensive play, unless you think of another one, was a screen path to a defensive back. And the Bills kind of just rolled. And when it was, they went up, I mean, there was that Josh Allen third and goal conversion where they couldn't bring him down. They went up 10 points with about five or six minutes left in the second quarter. Like, whoop, that's it. They're down <laughs> 10, not coming back. And then, yes, last night, here is Tom Brady down 16 to three with like eight minutes left in the game. And he comes back because Brady is inevitable. And good for Tom Brady. I'm not going to sit here and lament it, but it just, well, I mean, I get rich. We've been doing this, you and I, for a long time. Uh, it's been a long season, and I just don't know what else I really have to say in breaking down this game. In that, just the Patriots' offense stinks. They flash at times. <laughs> they, they 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 have good moments, and you can kind of see like they're they're circling the rim of what could be a competent offense, but they can't put it together. They're probably not going to put it together. It's the Ramondre Stevenson show, and occasionally Mac Jones makes a good throw, and that's just kind of where we're at, and it's kind of where we're gonna have to be ride out the rest of the year. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, like the Patriots hope of the postseason hinge entirely on what the Jets do, which is like unfortunate. But honestly, 
not a bad situation, right? Like, does anyone have faith in the Jets to, like, close this out? I don't think so. They're going through quarterback controversies. Mike White looked atrocious uh, against the Vikings until it was kind of, like, late towards the end. They mounted a little bit of a comeback. And you look at their their rest of the season schedule. Basically, the Patriots have to win one more game than the Jets do over the final five weeks. Jets have games at the Bills, at the Seahawks, at the Dolphins, games hosting the Lions and the Jaguars. That's pretty difficult. Like, Patriots have their closing schedule at Cardinals, at Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, and at Bills. So, like, they both have a Dolphins and Bills game to go. Uh, but then you look at the the Lions, who are, you know, doing pretty well uh, right now. And then you have the Jaguars, who are classic Jaguars. And then at Seattle, which is a hard place to play. Patriots have at Cardinals, at Raiders. Uh, like, I could see it happening. Like, the Patriots have, like, a 25% chance of pulling it off based off of, like, the numbers over the rest of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. But the only way it will happen is if they get rid of whatever Matt Patricia is doing. And like, as you said, Bill Belichick had his press conference. I think he was on WEI or something like that. And he, as you said, he was like, we can't just like restart the offense. And part of me is just like, well, what are you trying to protect here? Yeah. Right? Like he, he's like, if we just like, everyone has to like execute. And it's like, but even if everyone fully executes, this is a poorly drawn up offense. Like it's not like you're missing a thing here or a thing there. Like you look at the breakdown from Dan Orlovsky, you look at the breakdown from Kurt Warner, look at all these like other quarterbacks breaking down the Patriots offense. And they're like, this is incoherent. None of this makes sense. Like the, the drops for Mac Jones don't align with the routes that the receivers are running. The, complex like the route patterns like they're running them into the same part of the field nothing makes sense in this offense the only thing that's working okay is Ramondre Stevenson and even then they're being predictable you know they're running it so frequently on first down that teams can just key up and like Stevenson by like pure just his ability is producing stuff out of nothing but the entire offense is Ramondre Stevenson and if Jacoby Myers is healthy and if, if you can't draw up a play that can get other players involved then you have no business trying to do it. And I I mean, the whole controversy around Mac Jones being like, the short game isn't working, like throw the damn ball. Uh, <laughs> like he's right. And, and uh, Kendrick Bourne coming out after the game being like, we can only run the plays that are being called. Uh, <laughs> like you can tell that the, the entire offense is so frustrated with Matt Patricia. And like, I, I mean, I think Mike Reese even hinted at it. Like there's no way Patricia can come back next year. And if that's the case, just don't don't bother. Just don't let him keep doing it. Let someone else have the chance. Let Nick Cayley do it. Like he has the most institutional time in this offense. Let him do it. Let him call the offense. Yeah, look, I mean, I I support I supported the Patricia experiment. That's what it was. Uh the thing about experiments is sometimes they fail. That's why they're called experiments. And it was an, it was a failed experiment. He's a defensive guy and he's not an offensive guy. And I think maybe just the the kind of Patriots kind of offensive play calling in a nutshell. I think it came in like the second quarter, maybe, maybe maybe the third quarter. I don't remember exactly what it was, but there were these three straight from Andre Stevenson runs. And one of them, he literally carried the entire Bills defense across the the, the first down marker. It was an amazing, just individual <sighs> effort. He was moving the ball well, moving the ball well, just three straight grind them out runs. And then on, then they just got everybody into the box and they ran like a toss sweep for a loss of five yards. Like, <laughs> Like it was just perfectly set up for like a play action deep shot to Parker or God forbid Tyquan Thornton. And they just decided to just do something. All right, we're running, we're running really well to the right. Now let's do like a toss to the other side. That'll show them. 
there just isn't really any consistency, cohesiveness, that like no, nothing's working, nothing makes any sense. And it's really frustrating because sometimes you'll see things click and you're like, oh, that makes sense. And 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 Mac Jones, for what it's worth, is actually playing a lot better than maybe the stats mm-hmm. indicate or the game indicates. Now that said, Mac Jones playing better is like 200 yards and a touchdown with no picks. But it's not like he's like throwing four picks a game. It's not like he's rapidly overthrowing guys, missing wide open receivers. He just doesn't have the chemistry. They're not on the same page. Nothing's working. And again, we're heading into what week 14 now in the season. Yep, um, yep. You know, and I, I think they, I don't think the season's over, but I think they probably have to go at the absolute worst three and two over these next five games, probably four and one to yep, have a legit yep. shot of the postseason with that one loss being against Buffalo. They're not going to beat Buffalo in Buffalo for the week 17. I mean, oh, even Rich, they, even, what if they rest well, everyone? Just, well, well let, let's just, let's say this. If you're Buffalo, there's a chance that week 17, nothing to play for. Your seating's locked up. You have the one seed. You have whatever seed you're going to have. It's a meaningless game for you. However, the Patriots will likely have to win that game to have a shot at the postseason. Do you play hard to keep the Patriots out of it, or do you more worry about resting your guys because to make up for the last 20 years of getting slapped around? What do you do there? Uh, you rest it. That, that's yeah. the the right move is like – you. Uh, was that madman? Like, I don't even think about you, right? Like you, you let those 20 years go away because right now this is the bills time and you don't mess around with that. You don't mess around with like this being their best chance to win it all over the Patriots with like only Belichick really still around from that era to like do like stick it to them. No, I mean, like maybe you, you, I mean, case Keenan could like carry them probably past the Patriots anyways. Like, like, so like even with the bills back, like, I don't see this Patriots offense doing anything against any team. <laughs> like this is uh they've not been able to produce against some of the worst defenses in the entire league. And like I, I don't see them doing even against the Bills backups. They have the worst red zone offense in or like the Patriots have the worst red zone offense in the entire NFL. Uh it all comes down to Patricia in my mind, just just having no understanding of how to call an offense. In my head, nothing embodies that struggle more than the Patriots drive right before the half that ended with a, a short field goal from Nick full where uh, Josh Uche sacked Josh Allen forced a fumble Judon recovered it. They got the ball in the 41 yard line or you know, 42 yard line, like perfect field position minute 30 to go. Any competent offense in the NFL should walk away with three points, right? Like you, you need to get 30 point or 30 yards. You have a 90 seconds to get 30 yards and you have two t- two timeouts. Like every single time you should be able to pull that off. And, you know, you lead with a 14 yard run from Ramondre Stevenson. That's great. Jacoby Myers uh, picks up nine yards from a good, nice pass from Mac Jones. And then you have a second and one 50 seconds left. And Stevenson, you know, it's fine to run the ball there. Second and one, get move the chains. And then they call a timeout and then they do a quarterback sneak up the middle and then they call another timeout and it's like, okay, you've burned two timeouts uh, in over 20 seconds to get that second and one into a first down, which is like, why didn't you just call the quarterback sneak in the first time? Like JJ Watt tweeted out at like some point over the, the weekend that like the quarterback sneaks the hardest play ever for the defense to stop in short yardage. Like why would you hand the ball to your running back five yards deep? when you only need one yard, like that makes no sense. Especially if you like, why would you call a time? Did you not know that you would call a quarterback sneak on third and one? Like that's just poor preparation by the offense or by like, you know, the coaching staff to have the team ready to go. 
Like there, there's no reason that you should have had to call like two separate things. Like before Stevenson should have even run. If you were going to let him run, you should have said, if this fails, go for the quarterback sneak up the middle. Like they should have been prepared there and left them with 30 seconds to go uh, with no timeouts on the bills, 33 yard line. Like that's, you know, a 50 yard field goal at that point that is outside of Nick Folk's range. Like he's clearly dealing with something right now, but also he's like never been reliable from 50 plus. And so you know, three passes incomplete, like ended up with just, you know, uh, just four yards. Like, and then he was short. Like that, that was just such a microcosm of the offense, just in a sprint right there. Just poor offensive play calling, having the idea of like something actually working and being successful and then like changing it up for no reason. Like they, they, Patricia just calls an offense that doesn't allow them to get into a rhythm whatsoever. Yeah, again, we've been harping it over and over. He's throwing darts at the chart or spinning a wheel, and that's how they're doing it. Again, man, is what it is. I don't know how much we can really waste any energy on it. And it's funny because on the defensive side of the ball, I think they played pretty well overall, honestly. I mean, they're not going to stop the Bills, and they only allowed 24 points, which you know isn't horrible against a, a team like Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Allen's just one of the best in the game. The only thing that really frustrates me, and again, I think I wrote about it in, in my fan notes, and I never thought, I'd be saying stuff like this about a Bill Belichick co- coach team in December. The things that are really screwing this team are stupid mistakes. Yep. Dumb penalties. Yep. Mental errors, a lack of fundamentals, like bringing our guy down at the hips and the legs. versus trying to go for like a shoulder tackle yep. uh, and special teams play. I mean, the five, like the five pillars of Bill Belichick coach team, all five of them are a liability compounded with a bad offense. And so many times, like, again, like that, 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 that game, that the, the play that more or less put the game away, I think it was Mac Wilson had Josh Allen around the shoulders, yep. like a third and goal sack rather than around the, 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 the hips and the legs. And of course he got out of it, made like a jump throw and scored a touchdown, put the game away. Just these little stupid things that the Patriots are constantly doing to themselves. It's just very weird to see for a coach uh, like Bill Belichick's caliber and a team like the Patriots. I've never seen it before in my life at all five phases or all five levels. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like when you think of how the Patriots like to call their defense, like there were like obviously times where the bills were just better. Like that's going to happen. Stefan Diggs, top five receiver in the league. Like he's going to make plays. He's going to do his thing. But the Patriots defense did roughly what they want to do in the sense that like, okay, when did the Bills score? Like they didn't allow like many really big plays per se. Like the Bills scoring drives, nine plays for the field goal, nine plays for touchdown, 14 plays for a touchdown, and then 15 plays for a touchdown. Like they had to earn it. And like the Patriots forced them to lead that. And so like they, that is typically how the Patriots do it. And like, they're expecting Josh Allen to make a mistake here or there. Um, one of the challenges is that the Patriots didn't match up well. Like Jonathan Jones had a poor fundamentals game. He got just outplayed on the outside. Isaiah McKenzie just continued to be a thorn in the Patriots side. James Cook uh, emerged as a running back. And, and I just felt like the Patriots were, as you said, not playing well overall. And then specifically, I feel like the big struggle around complimentary football. Like the Patriots had four three and outs in the first half. Like the time of possession game, which is something that the Patriots struggled with against the Vikings as well, is so hard for this defense to actually do anything when you can't get off the field. And uh, it, the offense, like continually losing the field position game, is what shifts it, right? Like the Bills started their position at, on the 33 yard line, 18 yard line, 44 yard line, 29 yard line, 43 yard line, 38 yard line. Like, 
The Bills continue to start on short fields time after time after time, and it made it easier, and eventually it breaks. You know, eventually the Patriots defense will break if the offense can't move the ball and flip the field whatsoever. Uh, and that's just like a game of attrition. And it just shows that, you know, the Bills were better in all phases of the game than the Patriots were. Yeah, no, they were. I mean, again, when, when you're most offense, when you basically only have one explosive offensive play and it's from your defensive back, <laughs> it's a screen pass and he takes to the house. Uh, just not really indicative of, of anything good happening. Uh, I want to say in the defense real quick for sure, Rich, but do you think we'll see uh, more Marcus Jones and offensive packages? Oh, or is it yeah. kind of a one and done since it actually worked? We don't see it again. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say, because it worked, it probably means that Patricia's never going to do it again. Right. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, like, I what's disappointing to me is that, like, why can't Tyquan Thornton do something like that? Yeah. Like, why, why can't they draw up plays like that? That's like such a gadget play, which is just not something you can count on every single week. But like, it was fun and innovative. Like, why aren't they doing that for other players? It just seems like the Patriots, uh, yeah, now we've harped on it enough. I, I think that what will happen is that Marcus Jones will get more opportunities on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think that the Patriots need him. I think that he's going to have a bright future overall. He's definitely earned more playing time. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like first team all pro as a returner. Uh, honestly, he's just been so dynamic on that side, but throwing him in on that secondary, uh, you know, John Jones, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones. I feel like that is your top three. So long as Jalen Mills is hampered a little bit with his injury. When Mills comes back, I would expect, honestly, I would put Jack Jones coming off the bench because uh, then you have Mills, John Jones, and then put Marcus Jones in the slot. I feel like that's a strong trio. Miles Bryant is someone who continues to struggle. I think that his future is at the safety position. He just got cooked by Isaiah McKenzie last year, like over and over and over and over again. And then it continued into this game. And like, I think Bryant is a a fine player. I think he has a role in the NFL, but he definitely uh, can't keep up with the shiftier players despite his speed. And I, I think he is a little bit better with the the players in front of him as opposed to in trailing position. And that means in my head, like, why can't he be a, a free safety in the long term? I, I think that is potentially where he's better used. And I, I think that Marcus Jones has more upside at that role. And I wouldn't be surprised if due to how much he's been able to produce, he gets more opportunities on the defensive side. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I I have a funny feeling this is Devin McCourty's last season coming in. Maybe he'll get one more, but I think this is probably it for him. So they're going to have a hole with that safety to fill. I mean, is Miles Bryant Devin McCourty? No, of course not. Um, but they, I think they don't really have a McCourty-style player on the roster right now. Kyle Duggar and Phillips are more of those kind of in-the-box safety kind of guys. And I'm uh, very curious to see what they do with Miles Bryant. Again, I think he does have talent. There's a place for him on this team. But yeah, I, I think anytime he's a matchup, especially one-on-one against a receiver, he's going to get going to get smoked his his claim to fame was breaking that pass against for josh allen last year against the bills and that's kind of all he did um however speaking of making like kind of like the jump that no one saw coming um josh uche is really yeah. having himself a season kind of late him and dietrich wise have really come into their own making that vaunted but fourth and six year jump respectively. <laughs> uh seven tackles two sacks for josh uche he's so there there are some bright spots on this defense the defensive line is still really solid 
they got pressure Josh Allen. I believe they sacked Allen what two? They only they sacked him what twice? Yep. I think, um, which is hard to do for a guy like him. So you know the defense again. Like I said earlier in the podcast, they played well enough. I think, but if you basically have to hold every single NFL offense like without a touchdown, you're just not going to be able to do that, especially for an offense like the Bills. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, even they like they contain Josh Allen pretty well. Like, yeah. he had eight runs, only twenty yards. Like, one of them was for eight yards, so seven for for twelve. Like, you take that every time. If you, if you said that's what the the defense held Josh Allen to two hundred and twenty three passing yards, and he only gained twenty yards on the ground, I'd be like, heck yeah, that defense did a great job. And if we're shouting out people, uh, Jabril Peppers yeah. is another one. Like, uh, there is a lot of bright talent on this Patriots defense. I think that there's definitely room to improve on the defensive interior. And I think that they've been missing Christian Barmore a lot. Um, but I think that like, this was a fine defensive outing. It wasn't great, but it was fine. And like against a quarterback, like Josh Allen, that's, that's all you can really hope for. Like they won some, they lost some, the other team is paid to make plays as well. And, uh, I am very, very hopeful for what the future has for for Josh Uche because I think he has, what, like seven sacks over the past two weeks. He's really been picking it up. I think that he has earned a much larger role uh, just moving forward. And I, I think that the trio of Judon, Uche, and, and then uh, Wise, that's a pretty solid trio on, on the yeah. edge right there. And I, I think that so long, like, they continue to develop. This is a this is a fine defense that is just getting started. Like they'll they'll obviously miss Devin McCourty as he continues to age, but I think that they have enough talent. Um, but I, I think that this defense should generally stick around and like how well they've been playing this year, I feel like they'll be able to carry it forward. Uh and in my mind, the biggest tell, they obviously didn't have a great game against the Vikings, and this wasn't like an elite performance against the Bills, but this is still a top 10 defense. And like so long as the offense is able to be average, if they can be league average, I, I could see the Patriots making the postseason uh, and, you know, getting to play the Chiefs in the first round. Well, that'll be fun playing the Chiefs in the first round. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I guess it's also the question is, you know, I mean, I, I know my personal opinion. I love to get yours on this. There are certain people out there where if you're looking at the postseason and I mean, I don't think anybody you never know. Obviously, it's why you play the game, but I don't think anybody thinks new england has any legitimate shot no coming out of the afc no way so if you're at this point would you rather not even make the playoffs get the draft pick or do you want to get in there and just take a shot you never know so some people say like they're not going to win it what's the point give me the draft pick some people say screw that man it's the playoffs you want to get in there you want to get hot you never know so where do you stand on this one oh go for the playoffs i mean like at this point of the year there's no way they're getting a top 10 pick like even if they just burn it all down for the rest of the year like they're at six and six. They're the current eight seed. There are eight teams worse than them in the AFC. And then uh, there's also eight teams worse than them in the NFC. Like currently, if they, if they were to start the draft, they'd have like the 17th pick. Like there's not a chance that they would be able to collapse well enough in order to get like a notably different player quality. So like go for it. Like I don't like if they make the playoffs and like they pick 20th or whatever, like that's no different than what will likely happen if they like shut it down and like, we'll pick 14. Like that's not that different of a player. Go for it. Like it, it's more fun for us as fans for them to make the playoffs. Obviously like Robert Kraft has laid his initiative of like them not winning a playoff game in three years is like unforgivable. And I think that's <laughs> why like Matt Patricia won't be back. Like I would be shocked if he's welcomed back. Um, and definitely not as the offensive play caller. And so I, I would be shocked if that's what happens. Uh, I, I think that the Patriots will, you know, 
finish the year like nine and eight, eight and nine. Like they'll be exactly mediocre, which is what they've been this year. Um, but I like I'm not expecting them to go on a postseason run, but I'd much rather them try and like instill that because this is a young team that like isn't going anywhere. Like there's not a lot of players that won't be back. Uh, and, and so might as well go for it. Might as well instill that value as opposed to just being like, all right, everyone's done. We're over. I, I feel like that'd just be a wrong call. Couldn't agree more, honestly. It's just, it's so weird that people think that if they're not, it's either like, again, I think it's it maybe indicative of just kind of the Patriots of years past where it was Super Bowl or bust every single season. And since we're not in that mentality anymore, it's like, well, we're not going to Super Bowl, so let's go for the draft pick. But again, for most NFL teams, just making the playoffs and having an extra game or two is a huge win for you and your fan base. So why would you not go for that? We always said this was going to be kind of year two of like a three-year rebuild. Like you mentioned earlier, I think a lot of the defensive players are in place. They do have the core pieces. They're just missing a few essential ingredients, and it's always more prevalent when they play the good teams. I mean, mediocre teams, as you mentioned, mediocre teams beat bad teams. They get smacked around by good teams, and maybe they upset a really good team, and maybe they get upset by a bad team. And that's exactly what we've seen so far this season, Uh, except that upset. Everybody had the upset yet, have we? So we're still due. Still due for an upset. (laughs) Hopefully it'll happen over the coming weeks, again, I think the, the Cardinals is a very winnable game. I think the Raiders is a very winnable game. The Bengals, I'm less bullish on, but they can beat the Bengals. The Dolphins at home, uh, they're coming off a loss. We'll see what happens to them. They are very look- they're looking very good right now. But again, the Dolphins in December, I like the odds there. And then Buffalo at Buffalo, I just don't see that happening at all. So again, I think 4-1 and one over the coming five weeks is definitely on the table. But like you mentioned, they need to just play average on offense. And can they do that? I have no idea. Yeah, totally. If if I had to choose one of those three final three games that they're playing to be able to pull it off, it would be that Dolphins game, uh, just because that's how I feel like the Patriots are always wonky like that. Uh, so like Cardinals, Raiders, Dolphins, those are the picks for me to go if they want to go three and two. Uh, if they go four and one, it's because the Bills rest their starters. Like that's yeah. the only way it's going to happen. Uh, Bengals on Christmas, I feel, or you know, Christmas Eve, that'll be a hard one. Um, my thought, Alec. I got nothing else to cover here. This is just uh, basically on repeat from the entire season. This offense passing attack is just abysmal. They've (laughs) uh, passed 200 net passing yards uh, just twice since week three, since that Ravens game when Mac Jones got injured. Uh, Their passing yards, 104, 188, 301 against the Browns, 190, 161, 133, 198. 364 against the Vikings and then 182. Uh, those are net passing yards. And nice. uh, until Matt Patricia is a, just puts Mac Jones in the position to actually throw the ball, there's nothing's going to happen. And do I have faith that that's going to happen over the final five weeks? Uh, as Bill Belichick said, it's a little late in the season to restart that. So, uh, Alec, I'm hoping that we'll be able to regroup after, uh, you know, or I guess we'll be regrouping later this week to break down the Cardinals game Monday night, another primetime game. Uh, but Alex, do you have any final thoughts on week 13 of the NFL season? I'm just glad they flexed uh, Raiders Pats out of primetime. <laughs> the fact that they, they flexed Raiders out of primetime and replaced it with Giants commanders Ugh. tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean like, okay, last pit. <laughs> Uh, the Giants and the Commanders, 
they both technically have winning records. Someone on Twitter was trying to be like, because I made that comment. I was just like, that tells you what you need to know about the Patriots offense, that the Giants and Commanders are going to be replacing them. And they're like, but they're like two teams with winning records this late in the season. It's like, yeah, but they're the third and four seed in the NFC East. They've got to play the AFC South, which is led by the Titans. Uh, but then the Colts, Jaguars, and Texans are have a collective nine wins on the season. Like, they are teams inflated by just bad schedules. They have negative point differentials that is what is indicative they are both bottom 10 offenses so uh disappointing for the patriots to be replaced in prime time by that when it's the josh mcdaniel's revenge game and the the chargers lo and behold they're actually uh they're not doing terribly right now uh they're, they're coming off of a win i believe against the chargers so it's not all is not lost uh patriots are only uh one game up or you know half a game technically over the raiders right now so could have been fun but uh, we won't be watching that game in prime time, which I am also grateful for because I don't want to stick around and watch Matt Patricia run the ball three times and then punt. So, uh, Alec, we'll be breaking down the Patriots Cardinals later this week. Until next time, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See you.